Hello and welcome to the True Growth Podcast. Here we are for another episode. It's a new month. This is the first episode for August and each month we cover a different theme. So for the month of August, we're going to be talking about acceptance and the challenge of mastering our physiology. Before we get started, though, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on at Vival and HQ and my own journey with acceptance and the challenge of mastering my physiological state. (laughs) As you may know by now, I am uh, definitely action woman. I love my activities. Um, I'm so lucky to be living here on the south coast of the UK, very near the water. And um, normally this time of year, I'm doing lots and lots of sailing. But unfortunately, because of the pandemic, that hasn't been able to recommence as yet. So I purchased a stand-up paddleboard SUP. So this is a, the inflatable variety, which is great because it means I can roll it up, stick it in the bag, chuck it in the car and get myself off to have a little adventure on a river somewhere nearby um, if it's not suitable for me to go out on the open water which as a novice, that's, you know, any wind that's blowing in the offshore direction. As a sailor, I know, don't be going out on the water on effectively a glorified lilo. I don't know if you remember lilos. We still have lilos. I think this is the modern day equivalent of a lilo. Basically, you stand up and you have a paddle and it's on a really calm, quiet day. It's the most therapeutic, calm way to spend time. I can't you know, just paddling along, using your own power, using every muscle in your body to retain your balance and um, looking into the water. I can often see fish or even just sort of grass weeds. It's just really beautiful. (laughs) So I've been doing a bit of that paddleboarding, but I also love tennis. Now, of course, we weren't allowed to play tennis either during the pandemic, but since we um, came out of lockdown, I and my tennis buddies have been going hell for leather on the tennis courts and I have injured myself. <laughs> when somebody talks and teaches about balance, um, I'm, you know, hey, hands up here, I'm still learning too. So um, I've created a bit of an injury in my hip, which has meant that I've had to slow down on the tennis, <laughs> which has been really frustrating. And this is what we do, isn't it? We just, you know, whenever we get out of balance, your body is going to tell you, whoa, slow down. So to counterbalance the tennis, I've decided to take up golf. Now, this is really funny because it's golf is something I always believed I never had time for and was going to save it for my retirement. And I'm having had one or two lessons now, I can tell you, I'm really glad I didn't wait for my retirement. But oh my goodness, of all the self-development, personal development, professional development things I've done in my entire life, nothing like golf teaches you about acceptance more quickly and more easily. Because there's a reason they call it a golf swing and not a hit. Because the minute you try to hit that ball, it is going to go awry. And it's a lesson to me in that why they call it a swing is literally swinging to the ball. And that is something which is graceful yet energized you need some confidence in and belief you're going to connect with the ball because it is only a tiny little thing and and i'm saying those 
golf clubs aren't got the hugest heads. So there's a bit of self-belief, a bit of confidence, a bit of trust, and ultimately acceptance that, you know, every swing is not going to be a winger, winner. For me, that's just such an important thing because as a business owner uh, like you, I know that I expect to win on every shot. And of course, it doesn't happen that way. We have to be accepting that sometimes the conditions are not quite right. Maybe we're off balance or the ground's unlevel. There are so many things we can control in our business and many things we can't. And the balance between accepting the things we can change and making that happen and accepting the things that we really don't have control over and allowing that, that is the sweet spot. That is your perfect golf swing or your perfect tennis or that serene image of just paddling along in the calm waters, using every muscle in your body to stay alert so you keep your balance, to look ahead and navigate any hazards, but ultimately to do so while feeling graceful, relaxed and at ease. This is what my aim is for you. And today we're going to be talking about time and how you can invest your time wisely for business growth so you can get out and spend more time doing what you love with who you love every single day out there on the golf course, the tennis court, or whatever your heart's desire is. And also in HQ, not only have I been spending more time out learning new hobbies, but also to say I have been working really hard too, and I've been working really hard on developing a mummy mindset mini audio course, which is going to be ready very soon. And I'm very super excited about it. I've even had pre-sales on this. So this is really great. I think it's something that's going to be really helpful to you mamas because it's all about ridding yourself of mama guilt. And believe me, I think I've decided I must be through that phase now because I finally found time to play golf. If you want to know more about the mini audio course, please do just let me know and I'd be really happy to put you down for one of the pre-orders. So let me know and I can give you some more details. Let's get on. Let's dive into this day, today's show. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips, and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. And for this episode, I want to pick up on something which Kat and I touched on in our session that uh, came out last week about time and how we can use it effectively. So today I want to talk about the three most efficient ways you can spend time working on your business growth rather than in your business. And that is a major, you know, if 
when I'm ever I'm working with, with uh, coaching clients, it's one of the biggest things that we tackle right at the beginning. And that is getting that differentiation between the time you spend working in your business, doing the sort of nuts and bolts and uh, the time you spend on your business. <laughs> so I remember when I was uh, in a call with Kat when she was going through her scholarship application and she was literally in the back store cupboard of her shop, very, you know, obviously tired and um, really quite spent, I would say, in terms of because she'd been working so hard in her business. So the first thing we did was dive in to find out how we can get her to stop that in terms of being able to change the practices, change her daily routine and change her mindset so that she could work much more strategically and effectively on her business to ensure that her business continues to grow. Because that's why we're in business, because we want to serve more people with our products or services because we know that they work or that they're valuable. And for Kat, you know, she has some really sound ethical principles. She runs an organic whole food um, business. And, you know, she obviously wants more people to embrace organic and healthy living. And of course, what's going to be really vital to that is reaching a wider audience and continuing to grow her business. And with that growth becomes success because as she increases her turnover, she's able to increase her revenue and that will support her business going forwards because ultimately it needs to be financially viable as well as satisfying from the value that you can bring to your customers. So your business can support you rather than you supporting your business. And I think that's one of the big shifts you're going to see as we work together with Kat, how she gets her business to support her and the wider community that she's desperate to reach. There was a point that Kat made that I really, it inspired me to want to, to cover this topic today about how we can spend our time more effectively and um, to work on business growth and working on your business rather than your business. And that was because she said, she'd noticed that while they'd had the shop open in reduced hours, sort of between nine to one rather than nine to five, that actually they were still selling the same amount of goods that the turnover was more or less equivalent to working those extended hours, which got her to thinking about whether she needed to actually go back to those traditional shop hours or whether she could use that time in the afternoons more effectively to diversify her business. I don't know if you've ever come across Parkinson's law, but it's a thing, definitely a thing, whereby work will expand to fill the amount of time allotted to it. And quite often we'll spend longer even. One of the keys to success is about working smarter, not longer. And you can bring in all kinds of time-saving devices to your business. There's lots of tools you can use that will really make a massive difference. I remember working with a client recently who was really struggling to manage her time. And um, just by simply putting in a booking system, she gained back several hours in her week, each week. And that was much more valuable to her than the 20 or 30 pounds 
she had to spend a month on the booking system. But there are also lots of things we can do that waste time. So what I want you to learn from today's episode is how to be strategic about how you invest your time rather than how you spend your time. Can you see there is a real subtle change there on the intentionality between giving away spending time or investing time for exponential growth? As part of my training for neuro-linguistic programming, we focus quite a lot on the words that we use and how we program ourselves. And if you think about that, when you sit down to tackle a piece of work or start your working day, if you're thinking about how you're spending your time, rather than sitting down and deciding how you're going to invest your time, it makes a massive difference. Investing your time in the things that move your business forward, even if that means you put those at the front load, so you front load your day with those activities, which are all around sales, that is going to make a massive difference to how you feel your day has gone, whether you have managed to achieve and to have that sense of achievement. Because if your thing is about connecting with your customers, then that's the thing you need to do first. But there are lots of traps. They're going to keep you from doing the thing that matters most. And that will cause you to consume your time rather than invest it. The first thing to do is to get some clarity around this. So the first exercise I ask all of my coaching clients to do. It's a really simple one, yet with all these simple things, something we don't often do. And that is to spend some time actually tracking how you spend your time. Now, anyone who's employed a lawyer or an accountant will know that these guys are brilliant at tracking time. They will monitor every moment they spend working on your case or um, on your accounts And they can provide you with a very detailed billing report at the end of it and exactly how they spent their time. So that's great for them because that's how they bill and grow their business. Now, as a business owner and myself, I know this is one of the things that was really tricky for me to get my head around because all I knew was I was really busy. And it was clear when you heard Kat speaking that, you know, all she knew is that she was really busy and she could not continue the way she was. So what we've got her to do and what I'm encouraging you to do as one of my first tips for you on the most effective ways to spend more time working on your business growth is to work out how you're actually spending your time right now. So take the next couple of weeks or seven days, but, you know, just really be disciplined about monitoring your time and how you spend it. There's no judgment. Don't go changing anything. Just find out what you're actually currently doing moment by moment and keep a track of it. And there's um, the great tools for this. You could use a spreadsheet. You could just write it down in your diary. A great tool I use is Toggle. Fantastic for monitoring your time. Um, But however you choose to do it, do it. And use is going to be so enlightening. It's going to yield so much learning for you because what it starts to do is uncover where the time sucks are, where you are distracting yourself, perhaps, maybe where you are delaying, i.e. 
using a buffer. So like using, oh, I must check my emails before I do my sales post, where you are using that as a buffer to do a bit more delay. Um, and maybe even it's going to highlight things that you don't like doing in your business, but need to be done. Um, and that would be a little bit of denial going on. For me, one of the biggest blocks I had was about getting smart with my finances. And I would always, always, always put off doing my accounts and monitoring um, how the business was doing from a financial perspective, because I was much more interested in how my clients were doing and um, making sure that I was serving as many people as I could. But as Kat found, that isn't always sustainable. You know, we have to have a business that's going to support us and the lifestyle so that we can spend more time doing what we love with who we love. So what I'd like to encourage you to do today is invest time in yourself and your business by tracking how you spend your time each and every day for the next week or so. I mean, if you could do it for two weeks, that's great. Um, but that is going to give you such rich data. It's going to really enable you to tap into where those time leaks are, where the energy leaks are, where the mindset is that maybe needs a little bit of work. And also going to help you really develop a fantastic strategy for investing your time more wisely. The second tip builds on from this. So this is where you start to get the rewards. This is about time blocking. It's a highly effective and efficient way of using your time. There are loads of different benefits for time blocking, um, some of which are the reduction of decision fatigue. Because if your time is already blocked out and you sit down at your desk and you look up at the clock and think, it's three o'clock in the afternoon, what should I do next? You look at your time blocking and you know it's 3 p.m. means emails, time to respond to emails. Now, <laughs> you get to choose how you put your time blocks in. For me, after much tweaking and adjusting, I've discovered that if best for me is to respond to emails in the afternoons. That way I can front load my day with customer service, uh, building on relationships, building new relationships and serving my customers best. When I'm most productive, I'm really highly energized and that's when I've got a lot of creative flow. Your business may have different demands on you. Therefore, you get to choose how to block your time, but it definitely blocking the time reduces decision fatigue and also doesn't allow those little slippy mindset things to um, creep in where you can just take yourself off of your focus. And if you lose your focus, it's so hard to get recentered. You know, like with those annoying little pop-ups and in the middle of doing an activity and you get a pop-up and it, you can't help but read it and then your mind's slightly distracted and goes off in that direction. So you're half thinking about what you're doing and half thinking about the message you've just seen pop in. It's really inefficient. I guess if you were thinking about like, I don't know, riding a bike, it would be something like, you know, getting a lag in your chain, you know, where over time, it's going to be quite exhausting to keep pushing when your gears are not running smoothly. 
and that percentage loss over time is huge. So although it seems like, you know, hey, it's a squeaky wheel, fix that squeaky wheel straight away. Stop, regroup and get back on track. There's another problem with not sticking to your time blocks by just squeezing in an extra appointment. Um, this came up for a client recently. He was really suffering from exhaustion and um, she was starting to feel confused and starting to lose her focus. And we looked at what was happening in a business that was creating this because she got really good at our time blocking and boundary setting and educating our customers about when was the best time to get hold of her and lots of different wins she'd had and it, it started to creep back in. And when we looked at it, that she had felt that there was just time to squeeze in a few extra calls for people because she just wanted to help a few more people. The consequence of that, though, was the thing that got left out because, you know, if your time's blocked, like you've blocked out every moment of your day to use it and, and invest it in a way that's strategically valuable to you. My experience of the thing that gets knocked out when you just try to help somebody a bit more or just try to squeeze in an extra appointment is your self-care. And without your self-care routine, you are going to find yourself, as my client did, feeling tired, starting to feel confused, losing focus, beginning to wonder why, you know, what's going on. And why did I do this business? I can't remember now. You know, when you get tired, it's hard to remember your why and the excitement that you get from serving your customers well. So though you feel like you could just squeeze in extra things, I really encourage you to stick to your time blocks. So you can block time for sales activities. You can block time for your accounts. You can block time for what I call thinking time. You know, every business needs your creative juices to be flowing so that you can find ways to accelerate faster with less work. Like none of that hard, drudgy work. You know, this is the beautiful thing about being a business owner is that you get to decide. And that is fantastically enlightening and also fantastically liberating. You get to decide how you spend your days, who you spend them with, and how much time you divide and devote to your work and to your family. So this is an amazing gift you've given yourself to become a business owner and entrepreneur. Now, let's use it wisely. So that would be my second tip. And of course, there's often a gap between that first exercise and how you spend your time and the time blocking, how you ideally want to spend your time. But this is brilliant because it brings up a couple of things which you can work on. One will be <laughs> a lot of mindset things like stories you've been telling yourself about the things that you were doing to fill your time before that were important. And then you can get really clear about whether they really are as high a priority as you have been giving them. And like the weighting of time you spend on something. So quite often I see this with uh, new business owners, they'll spend quite a lot of time in the product development phase, maybe even the research phase or acquiring knowledge phase. 
and they might just hang out there for a little bit longer than necessary because moving into the sales and growth phase feels a little bit scary and there's some mindset stuff there just to to work on and work through it's because you know at every level you go as you stretch yourself different layers of you are going to come up for some love and healing and exploration and acceptance and the power that lies in that acceptance of all of who you are oh my goodness I can't tell you it's just so peaceful all of the struggles and the striving that you have hitherto experienced melts away when you realize that each and every day is within your power and within your grasp to serve the customers that you want to deliver the services and products that align fully with who you are to run a business that fills you up and lights you up as well as those you serve. Now with Kat, her, she said that she took on that uh, business with no previous experience whatsoever. And yet she felt motivated to ensure this traditional shop in, um, in her home market town that provided quality products to a local community that that tradition would run on it's been there since the 1970s and as a customer herself she wanted to see that continue because she believed in the ethos of the business that you know about eating well and looking after our bodies and the importance of that and about providing something to your local community from the care and attention perspective. But the business had started to run her and actually she was feeling really tired and couldn't see the wood for the trees. In fact, Kat has uh, expressed in that episode last week actually that she just wasn't thinking big enough about her reach possibly because she forgot about her vision from being so busy working in the business. Now Kat has worked out how she can uh, invest time in her business. She started to invest time in herself because she knows that that's key to the success of her business and the sustainability. So when she started to take that time out, her first of her CEO days, That gave her the time to look at her strategy. Then she discovers that she's got five or six afternoons a week where the shop doesn't necessarily need to be open, which was using up a lot of time, but not necessarily as efficiently or as productively as they could do with their time. So this whole idea of the time tracking and the time blocking gives you a lot of insight. So when you start to come back to time blocking and being intentional about how you invest your time, you can build that timetable, as it were, around your business strategy, depending on where you are, what phase your business is in. So Kat has got a long established business there and they are looking for growth in order to serve more customers in different ways because she, like many business owners, has had to pivot 
as a consequence of the pandemic. And now that has opened up a masses of opportunity that she just wouldn't have seen before. But it's come from a place of clarity. The clarity came when she could see how she was spending her time, how she wanted to invest her time, and then looking for that sweet spot between the two by using the mind block strategy, the time block strategy, to be more effective with her time. So that would be the third tip. How can you get the biggest return on investment for your time that you are investing in your business? What does that look like? And then figure out how to stick it. Let's just go over those effective ways to spend your time to work on your business growth. The first thing is a very subtle but effective mindset shift when you start to think about how to invest your time and stop thinking about how to spend your time. With that came the time tracking, looking at how you're currently spending your time and becoming really crystal clear on where you are using tactics like delay and distraction to avoid doing the parts of your business, which might actually be the key thing that gets you to the next place. But maybe underneath that, there's some worries and concerns because they're not being addressed they're keeping you trapped. If you're going for exponential growth, you really do need to clear the pathway. If you've got a squeaky wheel or a loose bolt that needs attending to, now's the time to do it. Invest in yourself so that your business can grow and support you and your family and your dreams and your desires. And then the second tip was to get on with your time blocking. Work out what your ideal work week would look like, how you want to spend your time, how much time you've actually got available, you know, and then carve that up. Remember Parkinson's law about work will expand to fill the time that you give it. So if you've only got a few hours each day to work on your business, that's okay. That's plenty. As long as you're working on your business and working on the tasks that matter, that are going to bring you success and rewards that you want. And that, my lovelies, is all about serving your customers, being visible, building relationships, and making sales. So get strategic about how you're going to spend your time each day, whatever time it is you have available. And the third tip, coupled in with that strategy about how you're going to spend your time is really dig deep and find out what is going to give you the biggest return on investment. So this might mean that you look at some of your stats and you work out uh, what posts are getting the most responses, where you might look at your product range and decide um, what are your best sellers what has the biggest profit margin for you and you look at how you can bring more of those products into your business and remember here that profit isn't always about the bottom line 
I love the fact that Kat is so um, invested in making sure that her community-based business serves her customers. And what she's learning now is it's so important for the sustainability so she can continue to serve those customers is to continue to grow so that she can reach more customers and that that business will still be there in another 50 years. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, please let me know. And also, I'm always keen to know what you learn from the episodes, what your takeaway was, and of course, how I can serve you better. So please, let me know what you'd like me to cover on any of these episodes, and I would really be happy to dive in on some pain points that are specific to you, because If you're feeling it, I'm sure there's someone else feeling it too. Until next time, do more of what you love with who you love every single day. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 